Hey gang, it's Jesse. Before we get into the show, a quick request. We'd like to hear how you listen to Bullseye and other NPR podcasts. What you'd like to see more of, less of, that kind of thing. So we have a survey link that just went live. We'd love it if you could fill it out. It's at npr.org slash podcast survey. It's short, anonymous, and incredibly valuable to what we do here. So again, that's npr.org slash podcast survey. And thanks. Okay, let's start the show. Bullseye with Jesse Thorne is a production of MaximumFun.org and is distributed by NPR. It's Bullseye. I'm Jesse Thorne. Gift of Gab died last month. He was 50. He was a rapper. Along with DJ and producer Chief XL, he fronted the duo Blackalicious. They were fixtures in the Northern California hip-hop scene. The duo was a cornerstone of the legendary underground rap crew Soul Sides, later known as Quantum Projects, alongside DJ Shadow, Lyrics Born, and Latif the Truth Speaker, among others. Those acts helped put the Sacramento area on the hip-hop map in the mid-1990s, and they remain fixtures of the underground hip-hop scene in California and beyond to this day. I'll talk more about Gift of Gab's life and what he meant to me later on in this episode, but first, I want to replay my 2005 interview with Blackalicious. Back then, this show was called The Sound of Young America. I was still recording it at my college radio station in Santa Cruz, California, and Gab and XL were nice enough to join me by phone. Let's listen. I want to know about, I want to know about how you guys met, because I, um, I, I was reading and I saw something about, about you guys becoming friends in a, a, a home economics class. Yeah, we met uh, in 1987. Uh, I had moved up to Sacramento from the Bay Area um, that year, and Gavin moved up there a year prior. Um, and he sat in the row behind me, and it was uh, Mr. Hightower's Home Act 101, and we'd sit in the class all day and just talk about hip-hop. I think that's probably a pretty good class to, to talk about hip-hop in, because home e- if there's one class that you get the chance to, to chat, it's home economics. Oh, exactly. <laughs> what were you cooking in that class? It wasn't really a cooking class. What were you doing? It was more about economics. I don't, honestly, I don't even remember. I don't even remember <laughs> the subject. Tell me about how you guys came, went from being friends to being musical partners. Well, one day, uh, I just got in a call from Gab. I guess uh, he had like a, a talent show or something to do, and he called me, and I uh, was like, yo, I need a DJ. And I was like, for when? You know, what day? And he was like, forever. And I was like, all right, cool. And then uh, it just all kind of started from there. We actually had another producer in the group at the time. It was a guy named Maestro K. And um, shortly shortly into our endeavors, he had to stop uh, producing because his mom was a devout Jehovah Witness, and she didn't want her son doing uh, secular music for a while. So... That kind of left all the production up to me, and that's kind of where you know we we really started making music. Now, Gab, why why did you reach out to Excel to be be your DJ? You know, because you know we'd had our conversations in terms of you know hip hop. You know, we first met, we kind of had this rivalry thing because I was from Southern California, he was from Northern California, and we used to argue, you know, whether Ice T and Too Short was doper. <laughs> and then you know 
through the song Audio 2, we kind of both realized that we each kind of had the same kind of passion for hip-hop music. Now, you guys, after high school, you 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 split apart. Um, XL, you went to Davis for college, and Gab, you went back to Southern California. What what kept you what kept you together musically when you were so far apart, and in a honestly a time in people's lives when they tend to drift away from their old their old friends? I think that you know we used to we used to do stuff like over the phone. Like X would play beats over the phone, and then I would write to the beats over the phone. Um just like that um and then you know i would have to fly out in order to put vocals down you know but i think that the um the uh the passion to create the passion to continue to create is what kept us going what kept you guys i mean this is we're talking about 1988 now we're talking about maybe 1990 this is 2005 this is 15 years later what is it that's kept you guys together for this long um, I just think the the challenge of continuing to grow um, with music, you know, and continuing um, to explore new things and 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 to you know be dedicated to keep trying new things, keep progressing, keep moving forward. Um, you know, working with Gab, he's a he's a really a, a style oriented MC. So as a result. Um, it, it allows me a lot of freedom in terms of being able to sort of create a sonic backdrop. You know, we, we can be pretty limitless in, in, in terms of our ideas and, and um, accessing them, you know, because he is so open and he is able to really um, sink into a track as if he's another musician. Real quick, if I'm, if I'm my add on, vice versa, you know, um, I think that X, and he said this before, hears music the same way that I hear lyrics. So I think that to a certain extent, we keep each other excited because neither one of us never knows what to expect with the next song. It's Bullseye. I'm Jesse Thorne. We're listening to my 2005 conversation with Black Alicious. The duo's MC, Gift of Gab, died last month. He was 50. XL, what did you mean when you said that um, Gab was a, a, a style-oriented MC? What, what does that mean to you? Cutting the cloth of the of, of the greats, you know, uh, people like the KRS ones of the world who, you know, they're not one dimensional. You know, there's no one single black alicious rhyme pattern. You know what I mean? I mean, on one hand, you know, he can do something like alphabet aerobics, and then he can turn right around and then do something like black diamonds and pearls or Attica black. You know, um, he's just a uh, uh, you know, he, he he's just extremely versatile in in, in his depth of uh, of cadences and his his depth of just approach and and, and 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 lyrical delivery. Your sound has evolved a lot, and and you're here to talk about your your new record, which is called The Craft. Um, Excel, tell me a little bit about the ways that you've changed your your approach to making beats uh, on this on this new album from your past fifteen years of work. I haven't really changed it so much as just continue to try to build upon a certain foundation. Um, you know, for me, everything starts at the drum machine, you know, but it's not limited to staying there. Um, with this record, uh, more so than any other record, you know, I was really, really blessed to have um, a really solid team of musicians to really help me execute a lot of ideas and also take 
a lot of ideas to to new levels and 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 take them further you know so with with the creative element you know that was i think one of you know our biggest leaps forward on a sonic element you know we've been working pretty diligently over the past few years to just keep upgrading and and updating our studio and 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 keep exploring the best ways um, to just achieve the sort of the, the optimum level of, of, I guess how I would say it, just pure sonics, you know? This album is, um, is very dense, especially compared to some of your past work. This is, it's almost like, it's almost listening to like a, like a bomb squad production or something like that. And it's kind of an, an oral assault and it's kind of fast and, and loud and brash. No, I mean, I, but I, I, I think that's on point. And I, I think it's interesting that you bring them up because, on a sonic level, one of the biggest inspirations for this album for me was Public Enemy's Yo Bum Rush the Show. You know, um, I've long been a fan, like so many other people, a, a fan of that whole early Def Jam era of sound and also the early Jive era of sound when, you know, uh, Larry Smith and whatnot used to do the, the songs for Houdini. What I used to really appreciate about those records, and especially those 12 inches, is that you know, sonically, the drums on those records would sound bigger than any other records that were out. So we wanted to try to capture some of that sonic aggression um, in in this album, and a lot of that can be credited, you know, to the work of uh, our our mixing engineers, uh, Russell Elevato and uh, Mike Cresswell. Gab, I want to ask you about this because th- these are these are records with. Um, MCs, I mean, particularly Chuck D, but, you know, guys in Houdini or whoever, who have just commanding, enormous presences that kind of cut through that uh, that huge, dense sound and, and land their messages. Was it a challenge for you to, to get up on these kind of really thick beats? The way that we work is, as soon as I hear a track that I know I'm going to write to, it just automatically, the lyrics automatically comes out. You know, like I said before, um, X keeps on coming with so much heat it's just the songs just naturally evolve it's not really difficult there are times when songs may take a a, a month to write and there are, to- there are times when songs may just come right out but for me when i hear a beat i already know where i want to go it just may take a second for it to come out and it's just a matter of 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 um of, of letting kind of letting go and surrendering and letting the creative process take over more with Black Alicia still to come. Stay with us. It's Bullseye from MaximumFun.org and NPR. Support for Bullseye and the following message come from Culturel, who want you to know that an estimated 45 million Americans may have IBS, according to the International Foundation for Gastrointestinal Disorders. Culturel IBS Complete Support is a medical food for the dietary management of IBS. It's designed to relieve symptoms like abdominal pain, bloating, diarrhea, and constipation in a safe, well-tolerated, once-daily dose. Save 20% with the promo code RADIO on culturel.com. Investigations into police use of force and misconduct were secret in California until now. We've sifted through hours of interrogation tape to find out who does the system of police accountability really serve and who does it protect? 
Listen now to every episode of the new podcast, On Our Watch, from NPR and KQED. Welcome back to Bullseye. I'm Jesse Thorne. Today, we're looking back on the life and work of rapper Gift of Gab. He died last month at just 50 years old. Gab was the co-founder and MC of the legendary Northern California hip-hop group Black Alicious. I talked with him and DJ Chief XL by phone in 2005. Let's get back into it. You guys have been working primarily with the same group of people, first as Soul Sides and now as Quantum for the past, I don't know, 10 plus years. A, a lot of them are represented on this record. Lyrics Born is on here, Latif is on here, et cetera, et cetera. What is that kind of comfort and familiarity of working with these people who you've been touring with for so many years and recording with for so many years add to, add to a record like this? We've all continued to just grow together, you know, so I think... Um, the thing that, that makes it special and unique is that each time we record a song together, I just really feel like it's a, a, a demonstration of that growth, especially as you travel through the catalog, you know, and you look at everything from, you know, the very first 12 inch with uh, Entropy and Send Them to now and just look at everybody's development in you know, their individual bodies of work as well as our collective. You know, it's, it's, it's always going to remain a, a special thing. That development isn't, isn't just musical. I think there's a really clear, especially over the length of your past three LPs, there's been a really clear kind of thematic development as well. Tell me a little bit about what you were kind of shooting for with each of these records. I think near um, the whole thing was about purpose. Uh, with Nia, we, it, Nia, we did Nia in a time where we felt like people were being uh, just bombarded with just so much information and so many messages on a daily basis that uh, it became very, very easy to lose uh, that sense of self. You know, so Nia, the theme was, you know, no matter what it is that you do, you know, make follow your passion, follow your dream. You know what I mean? If, if, if you're that person that is, you know, working in that job that, that, that you absolutely hate and your desire has always been to paint, paint. You know what I mean? Because, you know, life is short and you have to make it count. Whereas with Blazing Arrow, um, you know, that had developed to the point to where it was like, okay, well, you found the purpose and that's cool, but walking... Um, the path of your purpose is an entirely different thing. It can be entirely, um, entirely challenging. You know, it, it can be discouraging at times, but it's really about having the faith to just walk that path, you know, to walk through the fire and, and, and to achieve whatever it is that you're meant to achieve. Um, whereas with the craft, the craft is really um, meant to be uh, almost a summation of all of these years of accumulated musical and life experiences, you know, and, and with an overall focus on, you know, gabbing myself, doing what we do uh, in our element and stepping out of the way and just really just becoming creative vessels and, and letting it come. You know, I think the song Automatic really sums it up. You know, you just... Uh, free your mind, allow yourself to be open, you know, lose control, just let it happen. You know, that, 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 that sums it up. What about for you, Gab? What, what, were, you trying, what were you trying to achieve with this, uh, with this new record, The Craft? Um, the Craft, um, uh, 
for me um, was about growth, was about artistic growth, about um, I think that with every record we've done, we've always tried to do things that we haven't done. Like Blazing Arrow was way different from Nia. I think that the craft is, is way different from Blazing Arrow. Um, it's definitely a lot more, um, it's a lot more storytelling on the craft. And I think that the songs are a lot more conceptual, you know. Um, I think that at one point I got stuck into a pattern. Not stuck into a pattern, but, you know, I like I liked lyricism. I'm into lyricism. The whole bragging and the whole, you know, you know just playing with syllables and playing with words. Um, and sometimes, you know, in the past I think I emphasized that more than I actually emphasized the concepts. You know what I mean? Or the are 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 trying to paint a picture with the song and I think that with the craft, um, it was more about that. It was more about painting the picture, it was more about storytelling. My guests are Black Alicious. Their new album, which is in stores now, is the craft. Um, thank you so much for doing this, guys. Yeah, thank you. Gift of Gab and Chief XL. Black Alicious from my well, my college radio show. I think I was a year or two out of college, but still on a college radio station in 2005. Let's hear another song from them. This is called The Fall and Rise of Elliot Brown, parts one and two. He was a young lad, off of happiness and smiles, he was sprung bad. Wanted all the trendy, classy, number one fan. In a very short time, learned the rules of combat. Learned who was a punk and who would have swung back. How to take from the weak, especially when hungry. Mama's working two jobs and daddy's going away. And police be throwing you vibes, even at a young age. And it was like he was living in a cage from the outside world, because he just couldn't relate. And then life really began, and trifness was a given when he graduated. Even more Bullseye still to come after a break. Stay with us. It's Bullseye from MaximumFun.org and NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Discover. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, with no limit on how much you can earn. It's amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So... When it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash match. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Hey, folks, it's me, James Arthur M., host of Minority Corner, your home through these bewild times for weekly doses of pop culture, history, news, nerdy stuff, and more through a BIPOC queer and allied lens. Sexy ass from Moonlight, who was in the third act of Moonlight, Trevante Rhodes, who was like, yes, yes, Oh, I'm all grown up and I, uh, I work, and I work, I work out. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Mom, they have a case. This is just, you know what? It's with a long pandemic, girl. What are you doing now to deconstruct this system? He basically did a covert genocide of Black people. So join me and some of your new BFFs every Friday here on Maximum Fun to stay informed, empowered, and have some fun. Minority Corner, because together, we're the majority. Every once in a while on Bullseye, we like to leave you with a parting thought from me. It's the outshot. I guess you know you're getting old when your heroes start to die. Tim Parker died last month at 50. He was a rapper, Gift of Gab, 
half of the group Blackalicious, and he was a hero of mine. And I don't mean to say that he pulled any babies out of burning buildings. He wasn't that kind of hero. He was a hero in the way that a great artist that you figure out about when you're 17 is a hero. And Gift of Gab was a truly great artist. Artificial amateurs aren't it all amazing. Analytically, I assault animate things. Broken barriers bounded by the bomb beat. Buildings are broken, basically I'm bombarding. Casually create catastrophes, casualties canceling cats. Got the canopies collapsing. Detonate a dime a If you're a serious hip-hop head, you know Gab and his group, Blackalicious. If you're not, you might recognize him for this track we're hearing. Alphabet aerobics. Furious, fat, fabulous, fantastic. Flurries of funk felt feeding the fanatics. Gift got great global goods gone glorious. Getting godly in this game with the glorious. Hit him high, hella hype, historical. Hey, Holocaust hymns, hear him holler at your homeboy. Look, it's a great song. As far as super technical, maybe borderline novelty raps go, it is absolutely one of the greatest. Gab was unquestionably a virtuosic rapper. He could do anything. But that is not why he was my hero. There were a lot of virtuosic rappers back then. The underground was full of tongue twisters and clever jokey similes. That was something that Gift of Gab could do, but he chose to do more. This is a track from Blackalicious's first EP. The song is called Swan Lake. It was their first single. Listen as the verse changes from battle raps to philosophy, as it slides from the outside in. Sitting on top of the bay, watching the tide. It's time to break the tension away. Come take a ride as you enter the dimension of the crew size that ain't nothing going on but a party. Now our brothers want to flex, but I'm over their heads. I got the funky type of style to rip your vocals to shreds. I'm never running from the feds wearing red pro-cats, because I ain't did nothing about it. I dedicate that line to Shaq from South Central. I'm not saying I'm the baddest, but I know I got potential. For every black man hung lyrically, I lent you. Your style is kind of dry, I hope my melody can quench you. My soul is one with all, although my ego is against you. See, rappers are raw meat, so now I got to mix you. I'm playing rappers out like a old pair of gym shoes. I can do anything. I can do anything. Gift of Gab stepped to the mic on his first 12-inch, his introduction to the world, and he told us... A human ain't a human if you don't make mistakes. Like he knew that he could out-rap anybody, or at least go bar for bar. And even at 23 or so years old, he just thought he'd rather be your friend. All I want to do is run my own universe Grab the mic and let my spirit just fly When I universe mind over matter Spirit over mind A doobie and a skin Funky break beats and rhymes A true blue homie to the end Reminiscing with your sisters in the living room gin. A life with a plan Nine acres on a land Building self by yourself Helping out a fellow man Preparing for the Blackalicious were actually the first interview I ever did in my entire life My college radio friend Abel Arias had them coming through our station, KZSC, the heavyweight 88. And Abel knew I was a fan of theirs, so he invited me to tag team. Abel went to look for the tape at his mom's house, and he couldn't find it. That's probably for the best, because I'm, I'm sure that we embarrassed ourselves. Gab and his producer DJ partner, Chief XL, were patient, though, at least as I remember it. They answered our dumb questions. They taped for us some station IDs. They even recorded a shout-out for my mom's community college class. 
Actually, there is only one question that I remember specifically from that interview. Their single at the time was called Deception from their first LP, Nia. It's a story song about a guy who has a hit record, gets rich, and then ruins it all for himself. And Abel and I, I think, just just assumed that it was an underground versus mainstream thing that was going around at the time. You know, like it was about Puff Daddy or whatever. But Gab put the kibosh on that real quick. Ah, man, he said, it isn't about any particular person. It's not about Puffy or whatever. It's just about knowing who you are. I mean, seriously, how many rap verses end with stay humble? Gab and XL kept their noses to the grindstone. In those days, Blackalicious and their crew, Quantum Projects, toured hard. They'd go up and down the West Coast two or three times a year. They'd tour around the country. They'd play Europe, Japan, different combinations, Blackalicious, Latyrix, DJ Shadow, Joyo Velarde, The Lifesavers. And believe me when I tell you that no one could put on a show like them. Truly no one. Because Gab and his colleagues had tricks. He could do crazy stuff on the mic. He could go off the dome. He could freestyle with the absolute best of them. He could shift the mood from warmth to joy to sadness. But maybe the most important thing? You know, they say MC stands for Move the Crowd, and Blackalicious could straight up rock a party. Honestly, my warmest memories of Blackalicious aren't even the records. So I listened to them over and over and over, or the times that I got to talk to Gab and Excel for the radio, though that was a real thrill. My warmest memories are of sweating and jumping in the front row with Matt Dobbs and Kalyan Domingo and Maria Calpito, my buddies from college, rapping along with every word and just getting the f- down. Waiting outside the club after the show to try and meet Gab and Excel and tap them up and thank them for an amazing night. And then they were back in the van, headed off to San Luis Obispo or whatever. Gab worked hard, and he suffered, too. He was diabetic, overweight. He dealt with the consequences of alcoholism. His health was rough for maybe 20 years before he passed. Things were tough for Gift of Gab. But my guess is that he'd like to be remembered not as a guy who suffered, but as a guy who celebrated the beauty of the world in his art. A guy who appreciated what he had and stayed true to himself. Who was grateful for what he got. 
Christmas Day when your mama got your first bike. Type of feeling when you went and won your first fight. How your team felt winning championship games. Celebrate in a huddle, dancing in this rain. Have a thought, see a shooting star across your screen. Put in hard work, finally you're living your dream. Deaf man get his hearing now, income vibes. Blind man gain his sight, see his first sunrise. And now Gift of Gab is gone, 50 years old. It's not fair, but it's also how it goes sometimes. I know I'm grateful for how he touched my life. I'm grateful for all he gave me. And I'm grateful I have this venue to say goodbye. So, gift of gab. You meant a lot. You mean a lot. Thank you. That's my outshot. And if you like what you're hearing on the stage of wood, say it's all good. And if you like what you're hearing on the wheels of steel, say it's all real. And if you like what you're hearing in the house tonight, say it's all right. Well, all right. That's the end of another episode of Bullseye. Bullseye is created from the homes of me and the staff of Maximum Fun in and around greater Los Angeles, California, where Abel Arias sent his mom looking for that cassette tape of our interview with Black Alicious when we were 19. Um, they couldn't quite find it, but I'm, I'm grateful to him and Mrs. Arias for uh, looking to find it. So thank you very much. Our show is produced by Speaking Into Microphones. Our senior producer is Kevin Ferguson. Our producer is Jesus Ambrosio. Production fellows at Maximum Fun are Richard Roby and Valerie Moffat. We have help from Casey O'Brien. Our interstitial music is by Dan Wally, also known as DJW. Our theme song is by The Go Team. Thanks very much to them and to their label Memphis Industries for sharing it. Their new record, Get Up Sequences Part 1, is out now. You can buy it on a sweet colored vinyl. You can get it on your digital platforms. You definitely should go grab it because the Go Team are just the jamminest, joyfulest thing in the world. Hey, if you're interested in, in Black Alicious while I'm recommending records, I think that their first album, Nia, look, they did a lot of great work, um, but I think their first album, Nia, is one of the best records of the in- entire underground hip-hop era. It is beautiful and, and moving, and it jams to um, a little something for everyone on there, and it's just a, it's just a great record of, of, of that time and a great record in general. You can keep up with our show on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, where we post all of our interviews. And I think that's about it. Just remember, all great radio hosts have a signature sign-off. Bullseye with Jesse Thorne is a production of MaximumFun.org and is distributed by NPR. Hey there. You just listened to a whole episode of Bullseye, credits and all. First of all, thank you for doing that. Second, we would like you still to take a quick survey so we can learn what you think about NPR shows like Bullseye. The survey link is npr.org slash podcast survey. It doesn't take long. Your answers are completely anonymous. That's npr.org slash podcast survey. And thank you.